On the middle of Tzadi Vav Amud Beis, there's a Mishnah, and we'll begin there. Gazel Behema Vezkina. If I stole your animal, and then it, um, I had it for a while, and it got older. Or Avadim, I stole your slaves, Vehiskinu, and they got older. Mishalem Keshaza Gazela. When I um, pay you back, I, I can't just give you back the Behema or the uh, Eved, because they're worth much less, and I have to therefore pay the value of what they were worth at the time they were stolen. Rebbeir, who we boxed, I remember, well, actually, when it comes to slaves, um, even though I'm bringing it back and time has passed, I could say, quote, three words, listen, here's your uh, slave. And we've seen this before because uh, Rebbeir views a slave like Karka, and therefore it really always was, so to speak, in in the domain or under the, in the possession of the uh, original owner. Comma. Another case. Let's say I stole a coin of yours and then it cracked or I stole some produce and they uh, spoiled. Um, I stole some of your wine and it turned into vinegar. There too also, I cannot return that in itself because it's changed. Therefore, I pay you whatever the value was at the time that I stole it. Slash. These cases, however, let's say Matbea Venifsal and I don't underline Venifsal. Let's say I stole a coin of yours and the governing authorities um, put it out of uh, circulation or Truma Venitmes. I stole your Truma, uh, Truma Tahira, let's say, and I made it Tamea or Chametz Arvala Pesach. I stole your Ritz crackers uh, the week before Passover and then Passover came and went or Behema Venevda Bavera or I stole your animal and uh, the person who stole it did some sort of a there with it, either he had a bestial relations with it, or he served it like a, a deity. And, mm, okay, or it became puzzle for me able to use the Mizbeach with some sort of um, blemish, but a blemish that's not really so discernible. Or it's being taken out to be stone, basically executed. In all those cases, the uh, person who had uh, taken it would be able to return it to the uh, rightful owner and say, well, here's your thing, And uh, even though there's uh, obviously some sort of change uh, since he had stolen it. Says the Gemara, Amar of Papa, lo yizkina, yizkina mamish. Um, it doesn't actually mean that you have to, like the cow has to be old, um, like really old. It could be ela filu kachasha, even if it became um, much leaner, we'll say much thinner, um, the problem is, asks the Gemara, but our Mishnah says, quote, one word in right angles, his kina, tanan, it says, got old. So what are we saying if it just got thin? Well, Amri, so we answer, the kechosha ke'en his kina, that the kechosha is the um, the weakening of it, or it became thinner, similar in a way to an animal becomes older, delay hadar bari, the type of uh, thinness that uh, will not be able, just like old age, you can't turn the clock back, so to the uh, kechosha we're talking about here has to be the type of thing that would not be able to get back to the original state. Period. Amrle, and I underline Mark Shisha Breder of Chista, and I also underline Ravashi. He said like this, Hachi Kamri, this is what they said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, and I dot underline Rabbi Yochanan. Afilugan of Tlevenasa'ayel, even if a person stole a um, young... Uh, uh, sheep and it became a ram, or eagerly stole a calf and nasa shore and became an adult ox. Nasa shinui biyadai. So the person who stole it certainly should have stole, should not have stolen it, but it be, it, it, a change happened when it was in his 
uh, possession, ukinao, and he acquired it, and therefore, even though, like, it wasn't really his, but tavach or machar, if he slaughters or sells it, what he's slaughtering or selling is his. He doesn't have to pay three or four times, just the kefil. Amarle, so it says back Ravashi, um, haven't I told you before not to get the names mixed up? Hahu, that statement was Mishmade Rabbi Law, and I don't Yitmar. So same statement, just not Rabbi Yochanan, rather Rabbi Eloi. Mishnah said, Rav. I circled Rav. Uh, he says the halacha is like Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir, who said, by Avadim, since it's hukash to land, um, just like land can't be stolen, so to Avadim can be returned even if they're much older. Okay, now that's interesting because that's a machokas in our mission between the Chachamim, the uh, majority opinion, Rabbi Meir. So the Gemara asks, the Rav, who just taught this thing we said. Shavik Rabbanon Vavik Rabmeir, he, he leaves aside the Shitas Rabbanon, which is usually the way we paskin, and instead goes like the individual opinion of Rabmeir, Amri. So we answer, uh, well, uh, not exactly, because Mishum de Braisa Ipchatani, he has a Braisa taught on the exact same subject and actually switches around the opinions uh, what Rabbi Meir said in our mission makes it the Chachamim, and the Chachamim makes that, and that he's got that Braisa that has it the opposite. So, but still, though, Gemara persists and asks, Virav, Kama, Shavak, Masis, Shavak, Brysa. Normally, a mission is more authoritative than a Brysa. So, what? He's leaving aside the way the Brysa presents it and going with, uh, go, leaving aside the way the Mishnah presents it and going with the Brysa? Well, Rav, Masis and Nami, Ibchatani, he actually had the um, Mishnah taught the other way. So, he had a Brysa taught the opposite of our Mishnah, and as far as he was concerned, he had our Mishnah also taught the other way. In other words, he switched the opinions in the Mishnah to fit with the Brisa. Really? Why exactly, if you have the thing that's more authoritative, usually the Mishnah, versus a Brisa, which is less authoritative, why would you change the Brisa, the, the Mishnah's text, you should change the Brisa's text. So my Duhke, what was forcing Rav, that he changed the opinions, the way they were presented in the Mishnah, as opposed to the Brisa. Adarabba, quite to the contrary. Nefuch lebrisa, mekami demasnisen. Switch around the opinions of the Brisa. Again, the Mishnah is usually more authoritative. So the Gemara has two answers. Answer number one, Amri. Rav Davi masnisen asne. The truth is, Rav didn't switch around the Mishnah. Rav actually had the Mishnah taught with the opinions the opposite, which would be perfectly aligned with the way he had the Brisa taught. I put a number two above it. This is the second answer. Is well, right. Normally we don't switch around a Mishnah if there's one Brisa which says otherwise. Kiloy Where is it that we don't switch it around? That is Chada One Mishnah versus one Brisa. We don't switch around the. Mishnah, the way he presented things. However, to switch around one in the presence of two Tanaic sources, even if the one that you're going to switch is a Mishnah, and the two are Brises, as long as they're authoritative, uh, we will definitely do that. Like we have a Tanaic source, which shows that there is another Brisa, like the way that Rav presented things. This uh, Tanaic source, this Brisa goes for just over four and a half lines and starts here. Let's say I am using a Kenyan uh, Chalipin. Uh, I have item number one. You have item number two. I have a pen. You have a pencil. Hamachlif parabacham or or 
you have one person has a cow, the other person has a donkey, they're going to trade them. So let's say I switched my cow, I did a kinyan chalip and a my cow for your donkey, v'yalada, and the, pal gave, the cow gave birth. Or let's say I sold you my female slave and it, it gave birth. And now we're not sure in both those cases, did the cow or the female slave give birth while it was still in the original person's possession or while it was in the new person's possession and it was done in such a way that it wasn't clear. So, colon, three possibilities. Possibility number one. I put a number one in here. Uh, If one of the two says, it was definitely in my possession when it gave birth to the cow or the shivcha, and the other party, the one who put in the claim, is the one who is entitled to it. Kama, uh, second possibility. I put a number two in over here. Uh, well, each one says, uh, I don't know. I don't know when she gave birth or the cow gave birth. Um, it gets split. Whatever the value is of the baby Evid or of the baby cow, the calf, they split it. Third possibility. Each one claims that the um, either the shivcha or the animal was in their possession when it gave birth. So then we have a shvua that is taken, a oath by the seller because he was the last known absolute uh, um, total uh, clear owner, um, and therefore yishava the mocher. He's the one that has the item in question. That indeed he'll if he's going to swear to this that it was in his possession when it. Okay, birth, lefi, shekol nishpain in general, shuas that are taken uh, in, under Torah law, nishpain v'le mishalmen. You, the, the party that is insisting that the item remain by them is the one that swears, and if they'll swear to that effect, it uh, it remains by them, they don't have to pay out. Divrei re box Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim. We also box Rabbi Meir, here we go. Here's a, here it is again. It's, this is a sheet of It's being presented as, and no, there's actually no shvuas taken. Loyal avadim, but loyal karkois. I squeal underline avadim, and I squeal underline karkois. You see very clearly that the uh, rabbanan were the ones who made a evid similar to karka, and that would be the second brisa. Ask the Gemara though. Hi. So then, why did Rav say? Halacha Karabi Meir. That's what Rav had said about ten lines ago. Why not just say Halacha Karabanami Bayale? There are two Tanaic sources that are presented as the Rabbanan. Why would Rav say Halacha Karabi Meir just because the Mishnah says that? But there's two prices that have it as a Shitas Rabbanan. Well, Hachi, Kamar, the Gemara answers that indeed uh, this is what we're saying. Lemai Da'afchisu Vitaninu Halacha Karabi Meir. So essentially, he was saying the Halacha is like the Shitas Chachamim, that Avadim, we make a heckish between them and Karka. And when he commented, Rav, that was coming off our Mishnah, what he was saying is, well, those who teach it the opposite way, in other words, making Rabbi Meir say what he knew the Chachamim really said, then let's just go with the way it's presented as the Rabbi Meir opinion, which is another way of saying, like the Chachamim. Period. Asks the Gemara, Miyama Rav, really? That's where Rav holds that a slave we give similar halachas to as uh, land, which means that just like land, you can't steal it because you can't pick it up and take it anywhere. So to an Evid, question mark, Kama Vaha Amar, of the Neil Bar Rav Katina Amar Rav. I circled Rav's name again, so this is all within the approach of Rav. What does he say? If I grab my neighbor's Evid, and I have him do work, for uh, a couple hours for me, Potter, I am uh, not 
uh, responsible to have to pay anything um, for the time I took the Evid. Kama. Now, the Esau Kedaitech, if you were really to think that Avda Kimikar Koyidami, then Evid is like land, am I putter? Why in the world would I be putter? Just like land always stays in the possession of my neighbor. So to the Evid, it's really in his possession. Barishusa Damare Kai. And since it's Barishusa Damare Kai, I should uh, have to uh, compensate. Answers the Gemara. Hachalamayaskina, what's the case over here? Shaloi Vishas Malacha. No, that this was uh, Leroy or Tyrone's day. Uh, not day, let's say it was his uh, break time anyways, uh, two hours off, where it becomes a case of where one party is getting a benefit, the other party is no loss to them, and there would be pater. Kiha, similar to the following case, the Shalachlei Rabbi Abba, Lemuri Barmar, he sent the following um, request that uh, a question be asked, Boimine, please ask Rav Huna, the following case, a uh, case that comes up a few times in the Shas. Let's say I'm living in your, uh, let's say you have a courtyard, an apartment building, an apartment, and I'm living there um, without your permission. I basically have to pay you rent, or I do not have to pay you rent. And the response that came back was, The one living there does not have to pay rent. So the says, well, one second, you can't compare that to our case. How now? Bishlam, I squiggle underline the Bishlam, two lines later, second word of line is Ella, I squiggle underline the Ella. Bishlam, Ahasam, Ben Lamandamar, there's two approaches as to why, if I have, let's say, a living unit, if somebody is living there, it's actually beneficial for me, and he would not have to uh, pay if there was uh, no arrangement. Ben Lamandamar, there's two approaches. Whether you go according to the approaches as Besa, Mesva Yosef, a inhabited house stays inhabitable. Basically, they'll look after it. Things that are need to be seen to will be seen to because there's a human being there. Nichale then all is uh, well. Bein the mandamer. Whether we're going according to the opinion based on this pasuk, the concept of Ushaia Yukashar, she is a some sort of force or demon or shade that uh, when you have an empty house, it uh, makes things like break. Nichale, um, it's also fine. Ella. And we had a squealing on this L already. However, hacha me nichle de nechashavte. If if I've got a slave, Leroy Tyrone, I don't want Leroy Tyrone getting all uh, uh, worked out, getting all weakened up. So the Gemara says, nah, it's not really a rejection. Amri, hachanami. You know what? If you have a person who owns a slave, it's actually nichle. It's desirable to the owner of the slave of instead of his slave taking like a couple hours and doing nothing. Delo listeri avde. So it is evid won't, like, uh, basically learn how to be lazy. It's good that he's always working. Period. Be'er of Yosef Barachama, I don't know his name, havu takif avdi de'inshi. They would uh, grab and use avadim of other people, uh, other people, de'masik behuzuzi, who actually they had lent out money to, va'avdi behumalach, and they'd use these avadim to uh, uh, do work for them. Amar lei rava brei. So rava, the son of Rav Yosef Barachama, says to him, my time of it, Marhaki. Well, hmm, why are you doing that, Dad? Amarle, underline the Amarle says back, well, here's why. Damar of Nachman, I circles of Nachman, essentially, Avadim ain't worth that much. Avda, Nuhum Kreise Loishavi. And Eved, the um, bread needed to fill up his stomach, he ain't even really worth. In which case, if someone else is going to take him and also like give him lunch and feed his belly, sometimes that's actually worth it. Amarle, so he says back, well, one second. Ema, I'll tell you, Damar of Nachman, where did Rav Nachman say that Kagain depends what the Evid is doing otherwise. He was talking about, uh, like, Darrow, his Evid, 
what was Darrow's uh, profession? He was a bar dancer. That's right. Demirakid Beikubi used to dance in the bars. Kama, uh, that type of evidence worth that much. However, Kuluavdi, Mavidavdi, most uh, Avadim, they uh, do work and they are, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, more of a, a, a gain than a loss. Amrale, I know the Amrale. Well, he says back, Anna. I hold like Rav Daniel's fearly. No, Rav Daniel, bar Rav. Katina, my Rav, hatayke bab de shalchaveri. If uh, Bob grabs somebody else's eved, the uh, Asbam Lachan does uh, work using the eved. Potter, so he would actually be not liable of having to pay. Alma, a vector of the Alma. What do we see from there? Nihale de loylistereavde. It must be that the general situation is that a slave owner is actually thrilled, very, very happy with the fact that his Evid won't get lazy. Kama Amarle, I underline the Amarle, and this is really the crux of the issue. Hani Milio, one second, that whole discussion is Hecha Deloy Masik Buzuzi. That's where, let's say, Bob was the one who was grabbing other people's avadim. That's where Bob hadn't lent out money to those people. However, Mar, you, sir, Kevin de Masik Buzuzi, you actually lent out money to them. If you're going to grab their slave and have their slave do work for you, Mexi Caribis, and that would be a big problem because that would look like a uh, interest payoff, uh, ribis, and and that's not allowed. Dam Rav Yisrael Ben Yumi Amar of Nachman Afalpi, even though they said, Af, even though they said Shamru that Hadar Bechatzuch Haver Shleimidato. If I live in somebody else's apartment building without him knowing, Ain Sarach Lalois Leschai. I don't have to pay him uh, rent. Um, Hilveyu, however, if I lend him money, Vidar Bechatzuch Haver and live there, Sarach Lalois Leschai, you would yes have to pay rent. Amar and in the Talmudic honesty of Tanoim and Amadraim, his response was, uh, yeah, yes, you're right, Hadri B, I uh, back off of my original opinion. Itmar, we have a Gemarat Kamimachokas between Rav and Shmuel. Let's say we uh, live by, by the ocean or by a big sea. Let's say I grab somebody else's um, boat, and I, I do some uh, malacha with, do some work with it. What do we say? Well, I circled Rav here, Amar Rav, and one line later I circled Shmuel, Amar Rav, Ratsa Skara, Noitel, Ratsa Pachasa, Noitel. Go either way, either the uh, typical uh, rental fee, let's say, for a day, or Pachasa, let's say there was some sort of damage, then um, the value of the damage, which would be more than the rental usually, um, you take the more expensive um, damages payment. Ushmuel, who I circled Amar, no, he only gets the the all, the payment that's made is for the depreciation compensation. Amarav Papa, I don't know Papa They're actually not arguing. Rav and Shmuel, ha, I squiggle under the ha. This would be Rav is of the opinion de Avidalag, where that particular boat was a rental boat, and, and therefore it makes sense that there would be a, a liability responsibility for the person who was using it without permission. Whereas um, ha. When uh, Shmuel had said what he had said, I swiggle underline that, ha, delay of Vitalagra, there's simply a boat that was just sitting out there, it was not to be rented out. Alternatively, I squiggle underline the Ibaisema, ha, the ha, Davidalagra. Both of the cases is where they were um, potentially able to be rented out. Ha, however, here's the difference. Uh, one of them is Denachis le Adaita de Agra, where he uh, went down with the intention of um, renting it, um, whereas ha did not de so where he had originally taken it, he didn't intend to rent it. He basically wanted to steal it. Says so the Mishnah, Gazlamat Bea Person stole coin, 
and then it cracked. Amar Rav Huna, I circled Rav Huna. When the Mishra uses the term Nistak and Nifsal, Nistak, which I put in right angles, means Nistak Mamash actually got a crack in it. And Nifsal, which I put in right angles, equals Paslosai Malchus. You know why it's possible? Because the ruling authority said we ain't going to use that uh, type of currency anymore. That's all according to Rav Huna. Rav Yehuda, who we circled Omar, Pasaltai Malchus, Nami Hainu Nistak. Well, one second. If the government authorities say you can't use it anymore, then the effect of that is essentially like breaking it in half because it's totally useless, which means it's the same case as Nistak. In um, when you boil it down to its essence, Ella Hekinami Nifsal. Well, then, according to Rav Yehuda, what is the case of where a coin is Nifsal? Well, uh, here's the case: It is unable to be used in this region, but it can yes be used in uh, other regions. Amale, I vector the Amale says Rav Chisuth Rav Huna. According to you, to Amris, who says Nifsal Paslase Malchus, that the term in the Mishnah Nifsal means that the governing authorities invalidated that uh, that coin. Hare well Peros Verakivu Yain Vehichmitz. Those are the other cases: the uh, produce that got uh, rotten, the wine that got uh, bitter. Dechi Paslase Malchus Tami. That's basically similar to the governing authorities saying no good anymore. In other words, is a real um, change in the status of the item. Ketani, and yet the Mishnah said, Misham that the payment that has to be made is uh, like it was at the time it was stolen. Amalei, so he says back, Hasam, Nishtana Tamalei No, in those cases, like by the wine that spoils, or by the produce that is all moldy and rotten, um, That's similar to that Mishnah No, in those cases, there's actually a, 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 like a real physical change. It's smell, it's taste. Whereas Hacha over here, the fact that the governing authorities um, said uh, whatever they said, no Nishtana, there wasn't actually any real change to the coins itself. Amarle. Here I affected the Amarle, and it's Rabbah who says back to Rav Yehuda. Um, I think it usually changed. I don't know if Rava was at the same time as Rabbi Huda, but if you go a generation back to Rava, he was. So it makes sense. It would be Rava, not Rava, but Rava saying to Rabbi Huda, Lidid according to you to Amris, who says, here's a phrase, it's about five words, Paslasai Balchus Nami Nistak, that if the governing authorities invalidate it, that's basically um, Nistak, Hare, well, Truma Venitmes, that case, which I put in right angles, which is one of the cases that we had. Um, that's basically similar to the ruling authority saying it's no good, because Hashem says it's no good, because it's Truma, and if it became Tame, it's no good. The Katani, and yet the Mishnah says, He can say to him, well, here's your, uh, here's your thing, take it back. So he answers back, when it comes to Truma, you can't really in any way discern that there's any damage to it because you can't see Tuma. Whereas Hacha, when it comes to the Matbeya, um, the coin, Minkara Hezeka. Essentially, one of the main reasons they would take coins out of circulation was because it was the previous king and the new king didn't want it. And you could definitely see the difference between a uh, King Charles uh, version coin and a King William version coin. Charles and William do not look alike. Period. Um, Adkan.